Hello, and welcome back to Women in the War Zone. This, the final episode, will be discussing the post-war life of Army nurses. Toward the end of the war, and even during Lin's time in Vietnam, the United States had already begun to discuss pulling troops out of Vietnam. As the war moved into the 1970s, new lines were being drawn and rumors began to circulate regarding being sent home and hospitals being moved. These types of discussions moved through many of the military units and left personnel wondering what was next. Lynn recalls such rumors and explains her feelings on the matter. Now, as I said in the letter, there is a great deal of speculation and talk about the 71st being moved to An Khe, which is between Pleiku and Quinyan. Quinyan is on the coast, uh, directly east from us. And... Uh, it's interesting to note that the hospital at Anke was closed down the 15th of July, but supposedly 4th Division is going to make a big move, pull out of the Central Highlands to Quinyan. They already have an army hospital there, so we would go to Anke where there would be uh, many brigades from 4th Division stationed around Anke and the Central Highlands. Well, needless to say, this thrills me to no end because the rumors that are going around, well, there are a dime a dozen. You can pick the one that suits you the best. Uh, you hear reports that uh, half of the staff of 71st will be sent to Anke by the 15th of September. And those people who are going will be people who will have six months or more left in country. Well, you figure that out. I will have five months and 20 days left. But... Uh, I have the strangest feeling I'm going. No one is really too thrilled about the entire thing. We are waiting for Mr. Nixon to come out and say that 100,000 troops will be going home. I'll believe it when they get on the airplane. Uh, then there's the rumor that going around that uh, we will be moved by the end of December and anybody who has 60 days or less left in country by the 31st of December will go home early. Well, you figure that one out, that cuts me off by five days, or four days. I'll have 64 days left in country. So whatever happens, I'm going to lose out. I mean, let's look at it that way, gang. And, of course, the thought of packing this room, which I'm sure you can well imagine, has become a museum. Uh, this, uh, just the idea of having to take things down and out from under and put in boxes tends to nauseate me. But uh, we shall see what, what happens. I'll probably be the last to know. But uh, when it does, I'll let you know. Up until the end of the war, rumors circulated about what the future held. Who would be sent where? Who's being shut down? And who's being sent home? Rumors swarmed up and down the chain of command, leaving many nurses uncertain what lay ahead. After a while, the rumors finally ended and the United States military involvement in Vietnam finally came to an end on January 27, 1973, after the signing of the Paris Peace Accords. Over the course of the conflict, over 10,000 women served in Vietnam, and for many of these women, life wasn't the same when they got back. Navigating the post-war world was a challenge for all Vietnam veterans, regardless of their background or experience. Unlike previous wars, Vietnam veterans were met with mixed reactions from American citizens when they returned home, and many were met with a general disinterest in their experience. 
Vietnam veterans are an often marginalized and misunderstood as well as misrepresented demographic. This experience tended to be similar for many army nurses as well. In the post-war world, many women who served in the Vietnam War have become a largely underrepresented demographic of veterans. Many have been forced to defend their service and had their experiences overlooked, even though women have been a part of warfare for all of history. The experiences of army nurses and medical personnel are important in understanding the full context of wars and getting a full view of the scope of war. The experiences of women in Vietnam are often drowned out in the controversy and confusion that still surrounds the Vietnam conflict. Within the time period after the war, the Vietnam Army Nurse Memorial has been erected, television shows such as China Beach aired, and newer books have been published, promoting a deeper understanding and a better comprehension of the role Army nurses played within the Vietnam War. Despite this, however, the amount of information about their experiences is still minor, and they are often not represented in pop culture on the war, and a large portion of the scholarship available is highly contested and controversial. Home Before Morning by Linda Van Devanter is a prime example of contested and controversial information. Many veterans of the Vietnam War have spoken out against her alleged misrepresentation and falsified claims, while others have praised her for her work. There are a few books of oral and written testimonies of army nurses, but many have failed to gain the traction and attention that they deserve, leaving much of their experiences unknown and often ignored. The post-war world for army nurses who served in the Vietnam War was not one that was easy to navigate. Diana Dawn Poole, a nurse who served at the 67th Evacuation Hospital, recalls coming home to an indifferent family. Quote, People didn't want to hear about it when I came home. They don't even know a thing about it. End quote. Other women were told to their faces that women didn't serve, even as they stood there as living proof. Joan Gavere discussed her role in petitioning to get the Vietnam Women's Memorial. She states, quote, Signing petitions to get our Vietnam Women's Memorial, you'd ask veterans and they would say, No, I will not sign it. There were no women in Vietnam. End quote. These women didn't only face challenges when it came to interactions with civilians and families. They also faced issues when it came to getting medical care and joining veterans groups after the war. Kara Dixon Buick explains a scenario that many female Vietnam veterans encountered. She explains, quote, Sharon Stanley Alden and Mary Dickinson both tried to join the Veterans of Foreign Wars, VFW, but were told that the organization did not admit women because it did not consider them veterans. End quote. Army nurses even struggled to gain admittance to the Vietnam Veterans of America. Some women even had experiences of going to the VA to receive treatment and being asked who their husbands were and having to say, no, I'm the veteran. Mental illness as well as physical illness became a part of post-war life. Many nurses recall having a hard time getting back into civilian life and struggling to compartmentalize their experiences. PTSD affected a number of nurses after the war, but many were able to seek and get the help that they needed. Many nurses had families that were incredibly supportive, however, and were able to lean on them for support. The tapes themselves that Lynn sent home showcased the way that she leaned on her family for support during the war and discussed family matters as a way to connect with her family back home. Here is a prime example of her connection to her family and a funny commentary on her mother's fashion choice. I hope Mo found a real neat, groovy outfit at the Country Dawn. 
and I hope to God she threw out that painting outfit, and I'm extremely embarrassed if she wore those purple shorts down to paint that house. I mean, one could get arrested for indecent something or rather. Those shorts have got to go, Mo. I'll send you some of my fatigues, and you can cut them off and wear them. But honey, please throw them out. After returning home from the war, many army nurses were able to reconnect with their families, and a large portion went back to work in the nursing field such as Lynn, who continued to work as an emergency room nurse and volunteer in her local clinic after retirement. For many women, Vietnam shaped their lives and their future, whether it was their career choice to stay in medicine or to never go back. Their diets, their living locations, and even their personal health, Vietnam played a role in their future. The legacy of the role that women played within the Vietnam War is forever immortalized in the Vietnam Women's Memorial that sits next to the Vietnam Wall in Washington, D.C. This memorial stands as a testament to the dedication, tenacity, and perseverance these women had during their time in Vietnam. If it weren't for these women, the casualty numbers of the war would have been much higher, and the level of care given to the wounded wouldn't have been what it was. These women paved the way not only for the women of their time, but for the women of the future too. Because of the role of army nurses, we now see the role of women in the military expanded as it has never been before. These women show that military history and women's history overlaps and blurs into one another at times. This podcast is dedicated to the women who served in the Vietnam War and to all that they gave in the name of saving lives. Their sacrifice and bravery do not go unnoticed, and the stones of change they cast nearly 50 years ago still ripple today. I want to share a poem that Lynn recalls the nurses of the 71st shared with one another in order to keep morale high. It was in a book called Christie by Catherine Marshall, and she explains that it is not only indicative of their experience as army nurses, but that it gave her strength to wake up the next day and endure it all over again. The tape she reads it on is too damaged to play, but I think it speaks volumes about her experience and the experiences of her fellow nurses. She read, you weep with those that gently close the eyes of the dead, and somehow from the sight of your tears comes endurance for them and for you. You pour out that resurgence to administer to the living. The role these women played within the Vietnam War was exponential, and an important piece of not only military history, but a piece of history itself. Thank you to all those who listened for not only listening to this podcast, but for seeing the Vietnam War through the eyes of the women who served. Thank you to my grandmother for her historic preservation and for giving us her voice to tell her story. She's the reason I am the woman I am today and the reason I found my passion and had the courage to follow it. I want all of you to behave yourself and take care. Bye-bye. Oh, I almost forgot. Father, will you please, please make sure that someone comes in on Thanksgiving Day to help and assist, direct, and supervise the making of the gravy. Thank you.